I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Hey girls, welcome back to Podcast. Last call for Vicker Street tickets, girls. There is less than 30 tickets left. That was yesterday as well, so I'd say there's only about 10 to 15 left. Yes, an FAQ time, okay? Here's a question, little a question moment for you guys. A lot of people have been sliding into our DMs asking us like, oh my God, do you think I'll be able to sit with my friends because there's only single seats left and all this kind of stuff. Look. Unfortunately, Lindsay and I can't work as ushers as well as the talent. Unfortunately, we'd love to show you all to your seats and have little gal corners done, but we can't. We don't have any input. Um, we don't even know what seats are left. It's we all... don't even have a connection with, say, who handles Vicker Street or whatever. Yeah. We are just, we're working with Aiken. They have provided this amazing venue for us and we are going to perform. So we, we don't have any contact in regards to like being able to say, oh, here... Owen, would you be able to make sure that those four girls sit together? It's just out of our hands completely. And, and even if it was in our hands, it would be a crazy thing for it. Like, we, we, you know, look, you don't ask Lauren Hill to move her friends over to sit beside them. So we can't, unfortunately. And we uh, are at that standard. We are. Okay, we are at that standard. So what I'm trying to say here is that if you want to go, just get your ticket. That is the best way. Every mm. single time we have a show that has um, allocated seating, we get this question. And we've never had people come back to us and being like, I wasn't able to sit with my friend. Yeah. People it will get figured over. out. And like our, our people who come to our shows are up for the crack. They're there with their gals. They're there for a good time. So they're usually it's well. so easy to kind of just be like, oh, would you mind moving up? That should not be a problem. Yeah. You'll sort it out. You're not going to be on your own. And even if you are, like if three of your friends are on a table and you're on a different table, like, Honestly, you'll have fun anyway because everyone there is there to have the same kind of night, you know, that way. So Mm -hmm. um, basically what we're trying to say is if you want to come, just get your ticket and sort it out when you're in there because you will be able to figure it out. There's also like standing allocation. The standing seats are all gone, but you never know. Some of them might end up taking a seat. You might have space to stand at the back. There's going to be space. Just get your ticket because... If you don't get it because you're afraid of not sitting beside your friends, well, guess what? You'll be sitting beside your friends. And it's a Saturday night. You're going to be going out with your friends who you've gone to the show with afterwards and chatting about the show and having a great old time and doing whatever you want to do. But if you don't go to the show, you will totally miss out on that. So... Just get your damn tickets. Last tickets, less than 30 left. Go to nickgalspodcast.com to get them. And next week, we will definitely be announcing the sellout. And you'll be, definitely you didn't get your tickets if you didn't. So It's going to be our biggest show. Biggest show. We're joined for it. So thanks to everyone who bought tickets. And we'll see you all there. So if you didn't see on our Instagram, we are now 
YouTubers. We're loving it. We obviously set up our YouTube, when was it, like in January or February? I we think. did the Botox video um, and we did a little tour vlog. But that I was just kind of like getting into the groove of it. Now we actually are like, it is so fun. It's just fun to have yeah. another... Um, platform and also like I think sometimes we are big YouTube watchers like, oh we love watching I'm a YouTube YouTubers fiend. oh it's like it's my I don't favorite really TV channel it is <laughs> I don't really watch TV anymore shows like I'll have more like personalities on YouTube and we always like share our favorite YouTubers that we like with each other and then we both like stand each other's YouTubers as yeah. well so um but in saying that when you're looking at like those YouTubers who are deadly it can be a bit daunting to be like Oh, I'm kind of, that kind of looks like fun. So we've just decided to feck and go for it. So watch our vid. Yes, we put up a new video this week. As you all know, we always have a little lol on the channel whenever I come out with some sort of conspiracy talk, um, be it factual or just a conspiracy I've made up where I say my factual and my tinfoil hat is firmly placed upon. And I'm sure if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw um, a lot of photos go up recently of Lindsay and I wearing said tinfoil hats. Yeah, so we made tinfoil hats for each other. And um, it's just a lol video, but then we just chat about some of our fave conspiracies. We're going to make that a little mini series Defo. on our YouTube, making different styles of tinfoil hats yeah. and talking about because there's so many conspiracies and so many hats, so many hat <laughs> options. <laughs> so if you have any hat requests, do let us know. And yeah. if you've actually any, I'd love some uh, conspiracy requests. So comment them on the YouTube video because any of the like most upvoted conspiracies, maybe we'll comment on them. Yeah. We can both look into them, say if we believe them or not. We'll probably do another one of them in the next few months um but yeah go subscribe to our youtube channel it's youtube.com forward slash it extremely easy to find and we are just buzzing to make more content it's just people always said like i oh, would you get the podcast on youtube and i'm like look i love what i love about the pod is that yeah. i can roll into Lindsay's house and my jammies record it and leave mm-hmm. and it's very time efficient for us um and, and it's just i don't think it would offer anything else to you guys if you were watching us record we're sat crouched over our microphones just looking at each other talking i think some people do i understand it because some podcasts are interesting especially if there's a guest on because you kind of get maybe to see, if we had a guest that you get, could be you get an option. to see how they're kind of like interacting and you yeah. get to see like body language and but the thing is is that I just always like to have, if we're going to have different platforms, I like to have a, a reason for people to go to them. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Not That's the what same I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's I not going to provide you anything more. Like, we, it's way more fun to have dedicated videos to, like, more creative mm. ideas. So we have loads of funny, creative ideas coming up for videos and stuff. So Because I hate it when, like, I'm on, like, social media. This is just a personal pet peeve, girlies. I hate when I'm on social media and, like, say there's an influencer you follow and it's, like, you, went, you go on YouTube and you see the new YouTube video and you're like, okay. And then you go on their Instagram and it's like, then they're talking about the new YouTube. Then you go on their Twitter and they're talking about the new YouTube. Yeah, so, I, what's the point? It's just like, I just want, obviously you're all going to cross promote, but like when it's the only content, I'm like, I want different content from different platforms. I don't mind cross, cross promotion, but I don't want it no. all to mm-hmm. be. So like, I mean, if I'm like, a YouTube, a podcast listener. If I had a YouTube, I'd be way more interested in it if there was like, oh, we here's a different beings. aspect. We're creative beings, so it we would are. not be creative for us, I think, to make a YouTube and just film us do the podcast. Now we might do that with if we have a particular guest on. That, yeah. Um, it would just be a pain in the hole, if I'm honest. I don't know how we do it with the audio and all. Let's just not promise that. <laughs> no, no, I didn't promise that. I said yeah. we might do it. But um, yeah, Maybe. no, look, we're cre- creative content queens right now. And creative we have like creators. loads of daily ideas for our YouTube, which will be great. And you yeah. will always have the podcast as well. 
And this Sunday we have a video coming up. What's in me shag bag? Me shag bag. So me and Lindsay always talk about a little baggie that you bring on a date. Small, fits in a small bag, but has all that you will need for shagging a lad. So go to our YouTube channel. Go to our YouTube channel. And uh, you'll see that on Sunday. But go watch our conspiracy vids and our vlogs up until then. And like them and comment them and subscribe. So it encourages to do more. I mean, true. we will do more. But also I love getting the comments from people. Comments are good. That's my fave. Uh, how are you, hon? You had a bit of an anxious week last week. I was anxious. I made an anxious fit. <laughs> <laughs> Not to cross-promote more content. But um, we haven't. We didn't talk about it because obviously we did the uh, book club episode last week. So uh, we're yeah. going to do a bit of a catch-up video this week. Just chit-chat. Pod- shoot just, the podcast, shit. babes. What did I say? I said a video. Oh, God, sorry. sorry, sorry. The amount of platforms YouTube we have right now. Woo! Can cross promoting that in my mind. Um, so how was your anxiety? Because you were anxious because Luna was going on a haul with her dad over to Ingerland. Yeah, so I have... Um, Jimmy told me that, like, he planned this, obviously. He, yeah. I think it was two months um, prior that he was like, I want to go over. It's my sister, his sister and um, her daughter, so his niece. Um, have the same birthday so they do like a kind of big double birthday and that kind of stuff so it was going to be a really nice family affair so he told me that he was going over I was like oh yeah grand no didn't think of it at all and then as it was coming closer you know when you kind of when you book a holiday or someone books a holiday you're like that's not it's miles away but then she started school and I think I spent the last month of summer just like school school get them in school because I had so many things like videos and just podcasting time that is dedicated without the kids coming in and out as you gals would have heard so I was dying to get them into school to get that time to myself again but then it was actually a big change her going in even just seeing the way that she comes out and she's all tired and she's like and her having a new routine you having a new routine yeah. new friends of course it's going to be stressful you know and some like the shite women say to each other I'm like honestly do you want to put me in the fucking ground bitch like they're like oh it's mad when they go to school because that's you never get those years back where they're home with you all the time they go to school then it's secondary school then it's college then they're gone you never get them back you know and I was like Oh God, I never thought of that. Thanks for telling me that on the first day of her school. <laughs> Sorry, do you mind if I put my like I mean just no. So I was just getting in my head and then my mom as well has this habit of like asking me the same thing about three times a day. Like I if I see her three times in one day, I will get asked that question. Every she's not happy until she has the answer she wants. No. So she's like, So your grand is Jimmy taking her away and I was like, Yeah. Just grant your grand, are you sure you won't be? I was like, Yeah, but then it just got in my mind. Now, my sisters are like, You can't blame your mum for your anxiety, and I'm not, but it did just something got in my brain, and I just then was totally out of control of these spiraling fucking thoughts. I got so 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 anxious better going away mm-hmm. I was thinking the worst things in the world and I didn't even want like you know when you're thinking really bad thoughts oh yeah you don't even want to say them in case it's like speaking them into truth or something that's what I was thinking I was like is this some like motherly instinct oh that, yeah like, I always get that where I'm like is this my intuition or my cray cray I know <laughs> it's so hard to know I was like is the world God or my motherly instinct whatever telling me don't let her go oh, she's yeah. going to because I was like I, I get that like when I'm like Going on holidays I don't even have Like anxiety over flying But every now and again I'm like Or do you know what it actually is It's not when I go on Fucking holidays It's when like my mum and dad Are going away And I'm like See us And then I'm like They haven't texted me That they've landed I'm like 
I think the plane's gonna crash Should I text them And tell them not to get on the plane I'm like Is this just me being a pyro freak A.K.A. yes Or yeah, is this my yeah. Do I random have plane intuition In my brain Lodged in Conspiracy alert Has the tinfoil hat Helped oh, me I all know. these years It's the, the, it's the aliens Being like Can I do not let your parents Go on that plane Is it my probe Yes <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what I was thinking I was like I, I was so consumed with my thoughts And convinced by them That my Everyone was like joking Like And I was like Giving Jimmy these wild kind of um, rules that he had to do. I was <laughs> Please like, tell them about the picture reel because that blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't want you just to randomly call me. I need the updates, but I can't handle a random call or a random picture. So just make sure in capitals you write good before <laughs> you call me or good before you send a picture or just good really before you contact me at all. I uh, was lolling to And Lindsay. he did and it actually did really help. <laughs> I was just laughing to Lindsay because I was like... Like what do you think he's gonna do? Send a picture bad with an empty bed. She's gone. I and that's and that's what my sisters are saying as well. So you, my mom, and my sisters are like, what do you think she's gonna do? Send a corpse picture. And I was like, you bitch. It's now like, you've just solidified the fact that that is going to happen. Thanks for okay, Dear God, could you imagine like how ridiculous? Like, if Jimmy fed it something, God forbid, absolutely, he'd send you. a of it. I know but I was thinking he's on his own in England or he's sauntered off to bloody Brighton for the day and something god awful has happened and he's so shocked and picture horrified. picture of his hand empty. Just, bad. She's not here. <laughs> I know but like Sarah, Oops. Bad. Bad. So, the mic drop. I know Sarah was saying she was like do you really think he's just going to send a picture of her corpse? I was like well you've just made that definitely going to like <laughs> that's going to happen now that you said that. So fucking thanks Lindsay pointing the finger At everyone else The anxiety Oh ah, it was involved. just Like I mean I was like Jimmy just be so Like I was thinking of Every point of their journey Because I know Gatwick I was like mm. okay So you're getting off Gatwick Just make sure Don't have her on your shoulders When you're going underneath That thing Because I think that's Quite a low ceiling She could just knock off And he was like I, I know I would be aware Of having to dip <laughs> my head And then Oh there's a child on my shoulders I was like yeah just be Don't let her pet any make sure dogs you don't, Make sure you don't drag her by the foot It could really be bad <laughs> for her head injury And I was like if you're getting on the train Just make sure you're holding her hand Actually no just hold her when you're getting on the train like, I don't I know, want I'm just going to sit her on the other end of the carriage down that little slat And then you know the train just trundles on just Imagine like, Jimmy going oh. Okay Luna you sit on there in the end of the carriage Just going to teach you a lesson How to get the, the tube You know the gap Mind the gap between the trains It's like platform. there's not even gaps There's massive gaps in Irish trains In English trains they're actually like Yeah there's really not Oh it was just driving me mental anyway so what have you learned from it I've learned that I'm fucking cuckoo I've learned that I definitely need to go to counselling mm. well maybe not counselling It. I think counselling is such a broad term I think you need CBT yeah so when I was talking about it on live and that kind of stuff stands for cognitive behavioural uh, <laughs> it stands for cognitive behavioural therapy which basically yeah. helps you regulate your thoughts around one thing a lot of people use it for like anxiety disorder but also for like eating disorders kind of disordered ways of thinking it's, it helps you like okay. rewire how you approach something so like say like someone with like an eating disorder might have this like you know insane kind of mentally spiralling way of thinking about food like if they eat for a full day so it's like you know when people um like say I have an eating disorder and they want to get better or whatever and they'll like eat for a day but then it's like and they'll spiral over like the guilt of eating or like Mm -hmm. they have weird rules over calories it's the same kind of way with like anxiety it's like it'll help you when you get to those moments of where you spiral it helps you like kind of be able to be like okay this is why I'm feeling this way like acknowledging your emotions stops you spiraling basically like spiraling thoughts is 
an indulgence of some sorts because I think you guilt yourself over that because it's natural I mean and it's also no I'm not saying yeah. of some sorts I'm not saying that I enjoy going down there but it is me letting my brain indulge in those dark awful thoughts in some yeah, way and I, I mean guess. I have to believe that to be able to accept say CBT that kind of therapy if it worked if I didn't believe that I had any kind of control over my way of thinking and the mm. thoughts then there's literally no point in me going to it I agree I just I think like sorry my mic keeps falling I think the word indulge though kind of sometimes means that you like it can put a bit of guilt on yourself by being like oh god I'm indulging it's like I don't think it's selfish I think it's just like it's like you know going to the gym like it's a muscle memory like if, yeah. you, if you've never been able to like kind of t- like you know say to yourself okay shit I'm kind of spiraling here like of course your mind is always going to do that so I don't think it's like a, a fault of yours or anyone who kind of like suffers from that kind it's of thing it's a weird thing you know? like it's a multitude of things say for that um instance with the traveling and Luna letting go and that kind of stuff it's as a mother yeah as a mother I was not an anxious person before kids kids have made me be so anxious because understandably I know and I've spoken to a lot of mothers about it um just even around the school and stuff like that just you can constantly if you hear like if you hear listen to mothers and the way they talk a lot of the time they are so 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 anxious because totally. you I give mean, birth to the most important thing in your life that you love more than anything love more than yourself that you can literally kill by dropping like, I know I mean how that can't give you fucking anxiety I don't know how, I like, know and then so like I've spent the past like you know 11 years I think having Rilo younger mm. I wasn't as aware I was kind of just like oh fuck grand, and having I'm, two I'm kids I'd say is different because like one kid you can just put all your focus on it but then when there's two it's like they're both running ah. Rilo was just I think I was just so young I just didn't I was you didn't kind of igno- like even grasp the enormity of it or whatever totally yeah it just kind of was on my lap there I'm a mad grand mind mm. the kid no bother but Luna because I was a bit more aware and I'd seen through Rilo you know like him yeah. falling and him getting into accidents and that kind of stuff totally having a few of those not even serious touch wood accidents from Rilo but they triggered this like spike of anxiety in me when you remembered when we were going on the radio that time with everyone four and we got that call from my mom and he'd been whacked in the head by the bloody golf stick and that kind of stuff that like you pick up the phone and this yeah. huge big problem that like could be on the end could of be anything could be really bad and it's just so tiring. Yeah. I mean, I could only imagine. But I think it'll be good for you to, you know, fair play to you for speaking out about it. And I think it's just good to talk about it on the pod as it happens. You know, that way. Exactly. Um, because, like, you know, I was only thinking today. Because then, obviously, after that, you know, Lindsay and I always kind of say, like, when you have these kind of moments where, like, everything feels a bit spiraling out of control like things you can't control or sometimes your thoughts but you know kind of getting little things ticked off your list that you can control so you booked like your smear test and then Mm -hmm. yesterday you said that you went and got it and all the rest which was deadly and I was just like I'm so frustrated with my smear it's like I've been I think you should go to my bloody girl I well I'll tell you what I have to do now so basically because I'm just going to talk about it here because maybe there's other people who've gone through this with their Mm. smear you know that way and it'll make you feel more normal because I felt fucking weird about it so the first time I went for my smear they famously couldn't find my cervix. She was like, oh, I can't find... She had a freaking miner's lamp on her head. <laughs> I'm not joking. The like, fact they have that to hand is just hilarious. Hilarious. Um, so then that was the doctor. She said, then go to the nurse. She's like, the nurse does them all the time. So she might, you know, do them more. And I was like, grand. Went to the nurse. Um, and I, the minute she put the poxy speculum in me, I knew. Like, there was just 
3.5 seconds more rooting than normal And I was like You're fucking joking She's like Just a bit of a tilt I just And I was like so I always bizarre. And this is like When my anxiety started kicking Because I was like You know the way you always hear people Like trying to have babies And they're like They find My Like I always have a fear Even though I don't even know If I want kids at this mm-hmm. point now But I'm just like uh, you know I, I always have a fear of like Really wanting kids And then like going to the doctor And then being like You've got a severe problem In your uterus yeah. This whole time That maybe you could have caught When you were 20 But oh, you didn't And now you're 32 God. And you're trying to have a baby And you're desperate for a baby And your your fella Only is with you Because under the, yeah, the Understanding like, oh, no, no 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 well, That is a fear a for women Because like totally. I mean And also it's completely I would also understand that Like it's like in Sex and the City You know where like her uh, Charlotte and Harry are like she's putting all this pressure on Harry to have uh, to get married and he keeps bringing up a family and then she's kind of like well I kind of have to tell you this thing which is really anxiety ridden but I don't know if I can have babies and so anyway that's a you know that's how my mind spirals so well, I was just that's like that's um, anxiety because it's the totally. impending doom it's yeah, like hold of the on unknown. now I'm aware that I have this tilted going on inside yeah does that mean this, 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 this? And well, especially when someone's the, rooting around your insides. Yeah. It's just, the, and you're in an anxious place anyway, getting your smear because you're waiting for the results or whatever. Well, thankfully, the nurse did tell me, she was like, look, it's normal. She was like, you don't see, she's like, you don't see it all the time, but she's like, it doesn't, it won't impact your fertility. It's not a sign of like anything wrong with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So then she, she was like, look, there's a new doctor coming into my GP's office. And she said that she used to be, a gyno or she used okay. to put in those fucking coils and coils mm. so she was like she has a lot of she would have seen she's like she would have seen more services than i have basically okay. and i was like okay because she was like you've two options you can either go we'll refer you to a gynecologist and you'll have to go in the stirrups because she was like it's just the position you know that way like you have to mm. and she's like which would be probably a bit more uncomfortable she's like but or you can just try this but then i had the surprising element of fucking being a woman where i had this random double period last month yeah. so it's like when do i book my smear now i'm waiting for my period and i have to book it again and it's just like it's like you know when people are like I keep holding off the smear, uh, my smear with the fear of it it's like I've had the fucking smear twice and I still haven't had it I know and that's the difficult thing about the smear Ugh. that you have to call up when you have your period you get your period and then just you say to the receptionist or whatever book me in when needs be but I have yeah. my period now that's yeah. the best time to kind of get them to configure Ugh, when they should book you in and I have like anxiety randomly over like I hate like phoning up like I don't know why I've always had it I hate like phoning up like official kind of like doctors adulty like, stuff yeah like yeah. I just or like the bank or like if someone's like call them there I'm like can I text them like I, I don't know. know it's like so millennial and dumb but it I is just, weird I have the same it's like it's just I don't know what I'm afraid they're gonna say like, like I'll do that I'll go to, over to my mum's and I'll be like yeah no she must book my smear she'll hand me the house so I'm like do, go do on, it do there I'm like, and I'm like I'm what? not prepared but, but but with all of you watching yeah. she's like go into the main room I'm like, I'm like but 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 like I here's a, an embarrassing uh, what's the word like I'll admit something embarrassing that I do sometimes people do that and I'll just go in and pretend comic. they didn't answer I'll oh, let yeah. her call once and hang up and I'm like random they didn't answer she's like what I'm like no, yeah I'm like, but, I will be complaining and like, when they I, do answer it's like I don't know do. am I afraid they're going to speak Latin back to me or something and be like and is it the contrarian fundongle or is it and I'm like oh, I don't know I, I don't think know. it's just being you have to be organised and the amazing the like useful thing of my anxiety is when I go through those moments of pure just like lose two days mm. like I was crying not I know you're crying crying cried in front of my dad cried in front of my mom cried in live cried in front of you my sisters like the kids they're like why are you crying I'm like ah, be careful in England 
like non-stop crying and then because I'm anxious about that particular thing all the other things that I'm kind of niggling away that I don't really pay attention to daily say like the smear or like you know getting an STI checkup and that kind of stuff I will when I come out of the like crying will book it so that is one good thing but then I also have to then follow through with preventing that from happening again but so that's when I have to book the counseling and the, that yeah. kind of stuff making like small steps like so that's what I did today because I randomly woke up I don't know what I think it's just my PMS I'm having an emotional PMS this time around for whatever reason last week I was sensitive as fuck yesterday I was a cunt today I'm anxious <laughs> I don't know what is going on it's just like all these freaking write it down in your hormone- thought journal girl <laughs> basically all these hormones so today I woke up and I was randomly just kind of wet not even anxious you know you're just kind of wound up from the get-go you're like ready to go you're just or you're just like why do I feel kind of off or something so I I was just like, do you know what? I, I, the last few nights I've been having that, like, you know, and you're like, rock by baby, the sheeps are jumping over the freaking thing, you're about to fall asleep, and then you go, oh, God, is that email in my email box that I didn't reply to? And then it's like spiraling of all the things that I have been putting off. So this morning I just woke up and I was just like, right, you're just doing them all. You're just you're like, I had to basically, like, there was one thing that was like really making me anxious as fuck. I was like, I asked to do this freelance job that I really kind of wanted to do, but it just works out whatever the way the next few months are for me. I just don't have time to do it which is obviously like I know it's better to tell the client like I can't do this so that they can go find someone else but yeah. then I get this weird anxiety over like oh they're gonna think I'm so unreliable but then it's like the longer you leave it the worse because so today I was just like right just fucking email, email them and then I had all the, there was other stuff like I just like looked into like opening a savings account and I emailed mm-hmm. I messaged our accountant about tax it was all these like tiny little things and then once I did them I feel way more chill now I'm like oh thank fuck yeah. That I just did them So that's just a lesson on Managing some anxiety Yeah um, just being proactive with it Because yeah, if and I you, don't even have bad anxiety But it still can be so fucking annoying Because it affects your sleep It affects your mood It affects how you are to other people Yeah you know, that totally way. And I, I just wanted to Like because definitely I know that it wasn't just Luna going away That was like just a trigger That caused me to go into this big thing But yeah. it was maybe the other things That I haven't ticked off That then made that a greater Explosion You know If I Had got all these things Because like I mean Even just You know The smear for me Was just on my brain Mm -hmm. Because it came in I'd say I mean I'm going to say A year ago Mm -hmm. That I got my Checkup letter And Oh mine was about a year as well Yeah It's like My period's can be a bit like inconsistent so it has been hard like remember that time I booked and then my period came when I was supposed yeah, to go you're, you've been stuff. having double periods and then which is an anxiety thing no, but, but then it's day. also like is that because there's irregular cells like that's what I, I know <laughs> and like but what really helped me with the smear was obviously having the volume but talking to the nurse yeah you were saying so what I did because what I think I did my nurse Veronica love her she now knows me because of how outrageous I was a couple oh, of years yeah. ago when I got I think we talked smear. about this in the pub before. Yeah, so she, as soon as I came in, I haven't seen her in years. She's like, no, you, now did you take that volume? And I'm like, <laughs> I did, Veronica, thank you. And there's some little things that I kind of did to make myself feel more comfortable. So like, I remember when I went in, the time I went crazy was when like, my legs were just like closed on the little bed thing. And she was like, oh, drop them. And the thoughts of, I don't know what it was, but dropping them in front of her so or her kind of helping me drop them so recognizing those things and I just leaned back and last time she also showed me the speculum and showed me the weird brush thing so I went in I was like don't show me anything I'm just not gonna look I'm just gonna turn my head so I lay down the bed flopped up my legs before she before <laughs> before it was necessary <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
and just like turned my head upwards and was talking about what really helped me actually was the Jade Goody documentary because literally that's why we are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jade Goody brought in the Jade Goody effect. This is what my nurse was telling me, which was um, free smears. Okay. People used to not go because you had to pay for them before. And um, Even tw- in Ireland? Yeah. Really? I thought you always got a free smear in Ireland. Well, that's what she told me. But Mental. Anyway. Uh, maybe it was in England, but that's what she told me. And also, I think they, she dropped the age because it used to be eight later that you would go. But then because she was so young, um, they dropped the age because they didn't realize that like it could if you just catch it early and everything like that. And 25 year olds, which is the age that you're supposed to go, they aren't going. They're the least um, they're the age that are just not showing up. And if mm. you think of voting. 25 year olds who need to If you just check it Get it out there Just get it Flipping done I felt nothing I felt nothing Yeah you don't really feel it at all It like, was mine, Even when mine was uncomfortable I didn't feel it It was just like Oh for fuck's sake And I was just like Then I was probably tensing up Knowing that my fucking pelvis is tilting Anyway We're gonna uh, pause at the moment For a quick break And we'll be back With the second half of the episode Very soon Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Girls, podcast, smear cast. So, so yeah, yeah, book your smear, girls. That is the end of the smear talk. But um, let us know any nurses out there. We'd love to know some feedback on the Irish smear because, like, to be honest, I know I'm thinking about calling up Veronica and getting her on. That'd be fab. Um, but yeah. So anything else going on with you these days, hon? What's going on, hon? Um, we're talking about our love for incense over the phone today. I know. I was like. I was thinking about things like just secretive stuff that you kind of um, ritually do. Mm. And I was thinking like, because when I lived at home, I don't know how the hell, I think I once was like when I was like a teen and fourth year going through Temple Bar and got like this amazing scent. And I think it was from that kind of Indian style shop in Georgia Street Arcade or whatever, wherever the fuck it was. And I was like, wow, what's that smell? And they're like, it's incense. And I was like, what? So she showed me and I was like, okay, that's so bloody cool. <laughs> what? Then I got a little pack, got my little incense holder thing, came home and lit my incense. And my dad like burst into the room and was like, what are you smoking in here? I was like, if only it smelled incense. like that. I know. Oh, flavoured joints, dad, you. But, um, and he was like, <coughs> I can't stand that. Okay, I, I have to say, I hate it when people have a fucking thing about it. How can Fiona you? and Connor. Oh my god, yes, we're naming and shaming. Yeah, name and shame. College culture is they absolutely come, alive here. Oh, it's necessary. It's they necessary. will come over to my house for drinks and I'll be like lighting they're like <laughs> open the window as if I'm like hotboxing them, shoving two <laughs> incense sticks up their nose. It's like it's a beautiful scent. What? And it's like it's so enjoyable. But I feel it's something that like because like Evan is an incense lover too Which is surprising Very surprising in a man And he said that 
He Jimmy used, loves it too. He used to have a roommate who would lie all the time and he hated it. And he'd always like put it out on them and be like, and then the, Yeah, and then the roommate move, moved out and left incense and then he randomly ended up loving it. It's and now just, he's into like, he has sage, he has, I gave him the Palo Santo sticks. We're just like both like two freaking witches. Yes, I know. <laughs> And like once you love incense Like you don't stop buying it oh, Like like I always Like I get anxiety <laughs> Back to that theme That's a serious anxiety But when I have like One pack left I'm like ah, I know ah, ah. And then like See the, the the really big thing With incense Traders Is that it's They're hippies So you never know When they're open Sometimes they're like mm. I've gone on a retreat For six weeks It's like I need my like, Shampoo Bring back a boatload Of bloody incense for me Or sometimes they won't Have your favourite flavour mm. It's such a Exciting, lovely little hobby. Fay flavor. Right now, it's the nag. No, not sh- it's the champa flower. It's in a purple Ooh. box. And Never you get smelt it. it. I've had it on here, and I think you've commented. Oh? It's in a purple box, so nag shampoo would be the most popular. That's in the blue yeah, box. The ridge. You need to have the little kind of silver foil at either edge it's of the, the box. Sav- what's the brand? It's called like Saville. Or Something like Sav- that. It's just like that's when you know it's the high qual content. You can't yeah. be popping in. Because they're all nag shampoo based. Yeah. You can't pop into Dunn's and get the like really highly perfumed fake ones. No. Do you know what shop I miss in Dublin? Oh my God. Do you remember it was on Liffey Street and they used to sell badges? <laughs> Weird kind of Rasta flags Yeah, incense Yes <laughs> It was an iconic shop I bloody loved lived that shop it, Lived in there Went on the hop one day from school My friend stole a Classic badge spot yes. And I And the man chased us oh, down But my friend so, Your man was so on the ball with robbers Because it was full of in- teenagers I mean it was basically a teenage shop Like badges, flags and incense Yeah random fairy ornaments yes. Fairies with swords oh, and stuff That shop was iconic well, I mean and it was buzzing Like a few posters You could get like a Strokes poster If you so wished I know like I mean I know everyone's up in arms By the Bernard Shaw closing But like those little shops closing Really Ad hoc as well That was my <sighs> bay Back Ad in the hoc. day I mean also really sad That Eager Beaver is closed down I, That's know. Just got, I mean they retired So fair play Fair play But I'm just like Oh like there's so many shops I mean I'm like Feck the pubs I'm sorry Well I we mean We have plenty look, of pubs No we we really <laughs> Truly have a lot of pubs Do you know what I was talking to As well Creative but, Ireland Like is not really in a pub Like I mean Creative Ireland Is in every pub There's always creative chat Going on in pubs yeah. And music and stuff It's I not look, like Bernard Shaw Is the only creative I pub I get it Like it's obviously like You know Bernard Shaw Was a cool spot I'm not going to say Like back when I was in, And know. it was an iconic spot Yeah it was a great stuff. spot Especially if you had people Visiting your oh, so I'll go to Bernard Shaw I'd have a great night But I was talking to someone About it this week And I was actually Lolling, I was like, so poxy true. They were like, maybe if the clientele didn't go with a little baggy and bought some drinks every once in a while, these places wouldn't be shutting down. It's all the places that are like le drugie. Do you know what I mean? They're going and buying one drink, the patrons. Oh, I get you. Oh, sorry, I didn't know what you're on. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like, what's going on off the the table? No, it's like the patrons were going and actually freaking buying a load of drinks and not hoofing their lives away. Now obviously that's a huge, <laughs> huge generalisation But just saying, just throwing that out there is a, Maybe I thought the problem was some kind of planning permission or some It was that, like that but I think it's also to do with like not being able to afford the rent When it's like they'd be able to afford the rent maybe more if people were buying more shit Yeah Do you know what I mean? Just the thought, just the thought We have more capital Same into that sort of thing, that's what I think Go in and buy the pints and hopefully your local will be able to stay open Well, I just think I don't know I mean I just really don't love The whole negative around Dublin 
And I know it can be totally disheartening when, you know, places that you love are closing down mm. and it can seem just like, oh my goodness, you know, everything's being turned into a hotel. It is disheartening. And, but I think we go from not to 100. So like places will close down, hotels will be going up and then instantly you hear people being like, fuck Dublin, there's nothing creative here. We have nothing. I'm sick of it. The government, nah, 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 nah. And it's like, oh my God, you negative little boring prick. One pub closes down and you're like, everything's bad with Dublin. Like there's still amazing things that are going on. And like in cities, there's constantly going to be changing. Tourism is huge in Ireland. So of course we're going to prioritise that to some regard. We don't need to put down Dublin to such an extent to be like, they don't give a fuck about their use. Like, that's just negative yeah. and it's just not helpful in any way. Like, if you're saying that this was such a creative hub and you were someone who is a creative who liked to go there, maybe be a bit more creative with your fucking thought process I and think, think there, how I can change it a bit. There definitely are people, like, there's that thing what's called Give Us the Night. It's like, they're put on talks and stuff and it's all about, like, how they can... They are putting, like, no, effort. that's what I mean. Like, that's a proactive oh, no, thing. I'm talking I'm about saying. more the people who are just saying, moaning. like... This is shit. I might emigrate. Mm. And it's like I get. I do understand the frustration because it does all come into like, you know, not just the pubs closing down. It's like it's all the whole. It's all encompassing in the whole housing crisis thing, which is like it can be so frustrating, especially like you know, you and I are both in similar enough situations. We don't like own houses, and like you know, we're like I'm thirty, you're thirty two, and it's like it's kind of it's not even like oh but I'm saving and I'm gonna get my mortgage next year it's kind of like this like bottomless spiral of like when the poxy hell and you know or also probably for I don't know never is it possible I mean that's the thing it's like now it's just like when will that ever happen so I do understand that how you can sometimes indulge in the negativity a little bit when you're just like you feel so hopeless because it does kind of feel at times in Dublin because I love Dublin and I think a lot of it comes from people who've stayed here especially like actively stayed here during the recession like I mean from someone who when I graduated college so many people left I'd say 80% of the people that I know went to London mm-hmm. if not more and same with bare, me when I left college yeah and I think what the thing is is that what people are getting frustrated with is that like say the Bernard Shaw for example was open during the recession and that was built from people who chose to stay in Ireland and chose to kind of um <clears throat> chose to invest their time in their country and yeah their invest city. in making an Irish hub and making it cultural and taking a bad situation like the recession which was horrendous in Ireland and turning it into like kind of cultivating these kind of like little cultural outputs and that was the best thing that came from the recession I remember that like around the time of the recession there was like daddy little club nights going on and like and you have to always remember it's because it was cheaper for these places to rent but I understand all that but that's what I'm saying like places like Bernard Shaw or other creative places or other or deadly ideas or club nights or you know you know thought pro- like going to the government or going to your local TD and trying to figure out how you know help something proactive like that is amazing most, I think the most proactive thing that we can do is just not only moaning about it and going and supporting what's already there like I love me and you love that post that went up where there was loads of people sharing this one post that was like all the places that have closed in Ireland mm. over the last few years which is obviously like I understand that sometimes it can probably feel like you're up against a brick wall because it's like that's what I mean about the Bernard Shaw thing it's like people did stay and did make a change and then that was also closed down so it is kind of like 
almost being on a treadmill of being like Groundhog Day but like there was that other post that went around social media of all the other places that are still open and thriving and that you do have to support like the George Panty Bar all of these kind of uh, other small cultural Mm -hmm. hubs Sugar Club Riot Bar there's loads of deadly places to go and there's loads of options and it is I think Bigger than say the pubs closing down for me because because there's still so much access to like creative amazing places to yeah. go drink and there's like club nights like we have anxieties yeah. club night coming Sis. up in um, Drop Dead twice on the 28th of September shout out that's where we will be it's Dublin's best club night it's I so will. much fun so you saw us there um, on our social media we'll post it again on It Gals actually maybe on our story so you guys should all go to that that's another like supporting local drag if y'all watch Drag Race that's great and all but oh. go out and support your local drag artists your local performers like this night is like a yeah. new kind of night in Dublin which is fun it's such a fun night and um, you know that is there at your disposal but what I think is more scary and which is not there at our, is at our disposal is being able to leave your home and go and rent a place. Oh, it's impossible. And that's or like for me, I'm like, yes, I'm renting, but I mean, it could be taken I, off you like that. I know, and that is something that also like adds to my anxiety. I've never met my landlord, for example, mm. so, so I don't have, have a personal relationship totally, with him. The previous yeah. place I was in that you'd remember we my landlord would come in and take the rent it was way more chill and I knew that I had that relationship and respect level from him that he knew that I was a mother living there and needing that place but he even kicked you out yeah but he gave me like loads of time oh did he okay yeah and it was like he made sure like because I had that relationship he was able to say like look don't leave until you find a place sure that kind of stuff so that was like it's just it's so it's horrendous it's like the the anxiety over because like I have like savings or whatever and you know that was always in my mind to be like okay save for a down payment of mortgage because even when I moved back to Ireland from New York renting prices had been starting to skyrocket and I was like and also the job I was on was on shit money so I was like okay I'm not gonna there's no point in me throwing money into a rented situation now I was like 25 or whatever um because I was just like I just felt like it was throwing money into the wind and I had no one to live with you know you know what I mean like I had no one to be like let's go find an apartment together so I would have been living with like randomers and I was just like and you live quite close to town close to your work yeah and like I like my home situation so I was always like okay put it away and save for a mortgage maybe by the time you're like well my age but now it's like I don't know what and then I get like the anxiety over that because I'm just like how do I even start it and I know I could literally go to our accountant and be like how do I get this and he would probably help me out but I think it's also just a bit of a like fear of having my whole lifestyle change because I'm like oh I'd have to save so much money <laughs> I wouldn't be able to buy my little clips and my serums literally I know I know that's what I'm thinking as well I'm like hold on I'm used to this lifestyle that I can maintain but if I had to and that is just like that's but just I think reality that's yeah. just reality yeah if you want to save for a house unfortunately we can't be bopping and, and I would way right. prefer a house than a few clips from Urban Outfitters <laughs> I know but I think just for me a more proactive conversation is to not be putting down Dublin or putting down this and just trying to figure out because like when I'm going online or you know on Twitter or wherever I'm seeing this conversation happen it does not help me and I'm sure the people who are putting those tweets out on their own way of thinking to be bogged down under like life is shit Dublin shit you'll never get anywhere da 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 and it's can feel like that I feel like that you feel like that I get disappointed when I see places shut down or when I feel like oh my god if I have to leave this house I don't know where I'll live because Mm. around my area everything is double the fucking price so Mm. I don't know what I would do and you hear of awful stories of people you know mothers who are living with their children in like local hotels that have had to like be putting them up 
mad stories. However, you feel, you hear those, but you also, I see a lot of young people doing really well in this country and buying houses and being successful. It is out there. It does exist. It is, mm. you know, so if we're hearing more from, say, that kind of, that place or whatever, it's not all just good jobs. Some people are better with money. Some people like, you know, there's just, there needs to be more of an open conversation that isn't just thrown, like putting down Dublin and putting down this country. Because also, like, I actually saw a tweet um, go up the other day and I was kind of like, LOL. Someone was like, it's almost like dot, 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 people expect dot, 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 Dublin, the capital city, to be cheap. Which, yeah. you know, there is also going to be a thing of like, Dublin was cheap when I graduated college, okay? You could rent a place in Rathmines for 400 euro. There was no jobs. Like, there always when there is a spike in the economy which there is now like mm. you know Lindsay and I have the privilege of being able to pursue this as a career and like there are creative outputs in that way but when there is a really good economy and when people do have money inflation happens things are going to be more expensive now can the government probably do better to regulate those things I'm sure yes I'm not saying that like it's grand deal with it but like I what I always find frustrating as well is like people endlessly comparing Dublin to like Berlin I'm like Okay, no. look. Or like Manchester, you can get a gaff in Manchester for 350. It's Don't like, want to live in Manchester. But like, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, go live in, like, I don't, we can't compare, yeah, like Berlin. Like, oh, club nights in Berlin are like this. It's like, okay, well then what are we going to do? Completely change all of the laws around nightlife just so we can rave with our dicks out till 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, then yay Dublin's the best place in the world all the fellas swinging around their tiny dicks in freezing cold Ireland that have shriveled up don't have a gaff but I can peg a lad in a club I know yeah <laughs> yay but in all seriousness I do understand the frustration and I saw, I understood a lot of the frustration coming out on social because I know sometimes it is a nice thing to vent a bit of frustration I didn't see it all as negative but like I know it does kind of get you down though you're right like you do kind of get to this point when people keep saying like Dublin isn't a place for creatives there's no space for creatives in Dublin it's like okay I do also have a bit of a like cynical eye in it that I'm like a creative like a creative career or pursuing being a creative is a privilege do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. I'm fully aware that, like, <clears throat> if all goes, like, even if all goes well with it, girls, that still may not qualify me for a mortgage. I might have to go and get a job for a few years so that a bank can see that I've got X, Y, and Z. And I'll still do it, girls. But, like, you have to humble yourself as well. Like, Completely. even even in, like, you know, when people in, like, um, fucking all these countries you always hear like in the 70s and stuff like people would always like move to a small town to become an artist because they realised they couldn't be an artist in London or New York they had to go off to these random places because it was so much cheaper to live and you know a create obviously it's great if a country's economy or whatever can support like all types of people but like at the end of the day a creative career or a cre- living as a quote unquote creative is 100% a privilege and it's a privilege and just because for example It Gals is doing great now or your singing career is popping off now doesn't mean that it then forever has to yeah. like I mean we're or in will. there's like a rotisserie now of you know just there's constantly new stuff coming out yeah. you constantly have to keep up so you could be rev- relevant for like a certain amount of time and then just not Yeah, doesn't mean that you're owed that relevancy that you had before so mm. like I mean Charles Bukowski was a writer and he lived off chocolate bar a day while he was bashing out his freaking novels on yeah. the typewriter. Like, I mean, people, 
recognize your privilege in the beautiful country that you live in. Yeah. Carrie and Bradshaw, don't put it down. Bought Vogue and said a dinner. <laughs> yeah. okay. And it, sometimes it fed her more. <laughs> she felt it fed her more. But exactly, like, I mean, it is a privilege to live as a creative. And it also is not you being a failure if you are pursuing your creative um, dreams. But also just having the stability of a job or of yeah, a backup and sure. stuff like that. I did that for two years with Ickalt. You know that way. It's and we like, may have to again. You just you never, never know. know. Like, I mean, and you always, I think, have to keep that humble kind of aspect to yourself where it's like realizing that you're never too good. And I find some creative people can kind of feel like entitled to make a living off their art. And obviously that's what everyone within a kind of creative aspect would love to do. But say, for example, like, you know, if you're a photographer or if you're, say, I do some freelance social media on the side, it's like, I also realise that I can't be picky with the jobs I do in that regard. As in, like, they're probably going to be fucking boring. You might have to, lo- you can't just be doing the deadliest thing. Like, I can't just be, like, creating podcasts and getting paid four million euro a year for it. It's like, yeah. you also have to, like, keep your options open. And even people who are really successful in their creative field sometimes have to, I think, um sacrifice some creativity sometimes because they'll have to do like really big commercial jobs where they don't get a lot of creative input so even being a creative and being a successful creative doesn't always mean that you're being quote-unquote creative exactly. to how you like, want I mean, to be like even artists you know there's like the artists out there that like make most of their money off like corporate fucking hotel art well the biggest artists in the world Ironically, are just art. amazing business people yeah like tracy emin for example she was just she is an amazing business person she came out and said that herself she was like well, it's because she had the sachi backing as well wasn't it well she's just yeah. a really good business person mm. she was able to like create shows she just has that in her she was not taught how to be a business person mm. but she wheel a dealer in it now is and also well, like, she just, makes like taking lo- herself seriously and being good at it and, and she makes loads of her money off doing like installations for hotels and for like corporate clients you know you always mm-hmm. see the writing the neon uh yeah uh, installations so it's like i always just think you know being creative is totally uh well being privilege. creative extends from just you in your room um you know rapping along to some beats or whatever and talking about Bernard Shaw like I mean that's creative in that moment but mm-hmm. also be creative with your way of thinking and be creative in like even just how you're putting yourself out there as a positive person to hopefully like you it's, I just find it the opposite of of creative to talk about how awful Dublin is or like there's always going to be ups and downs in life in general and in a city you're going to see things going up and down and there's going to be like changes in cities like it's constantly ever moving like Dublin has always been changing. There's always been, like, yeah. we were just talking about years ago, bloody ad hoc in Temple Bar or oh, wherever. Like, but it's not the shop. It's not the pub. It's the people. That's true. So, like, Bernard Shaw will still be there. That will still live because, and it, it existed for so long, but it just can move to somewhere else. It's not, it's like, it's the people of Dublin that make it, and that won't go. It is difficult when people, like, are emigrating a lot, and I hate that because it's really difficult when you see like people getting successful and really creative and then they have to move on to get like where they want to be Mm. but I do think there's like so many options in Dublin when we had James Cavanaugh for example he was saying we were agreeing like on X Girls go check it out we love being like a big fish in a small pond like yes we could maybe like you know have bigger options in places like London or wherever but I'm fine with being a big fish flapping around the liffy then like. yeah like there is a huge amount of opportunity in Ireland as in like there's less people you know and I found out um <clears throat> from living in New York you know I was used to applying for a job and getting an interview straight away I went to New York and I was all of a sudden sending out 100 CVs a day being like hearing nothing yeah 
because the competition is insanely high there I mean one of the highest in the world obviously so like there is a really great thing about Ireland even if you're thinking about like not a creative uh, I know probably not many people can always relate to that kind of creative uh, lifestyle but like say even when I was working in the corporate world there is a great thing in Ireland that like if you have a valuable skill set not as many people are going to have it in Dublin as they do in London because first of all it's a smaller pool of people but second of all half of them have fucked off to London anyway so like you can be even like let's real talk you can be even like not the best at x y and z but get a really good job in Ireland because there's just less people who have your skill set so there's just and even if you're not like say a creative person or in the creative realm of work you still have to be creative with your thought process and with your choices of life because if you're going to sit unhappy and moaning or not thinking like you know about the future and stuff like that you have to be ever changing yourself just like the city moves and changes Mm -hmm. you have to be like that or else you are not going to move forward like I mean you know and I have to think about my options like that's on my mind because I don't own this apartment for example you know I have to be creative with my thought process thinking things like what would I sacrifice what wouldn't I da 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 and be accountable to yourself and not expecting a city to maintain your lifestyle or your livelihood yeah you know because like I could move out of this house I'm still going to exist in my new house even if it's smaller or whatever like and I can still create life will go on yeah so just like try and have a bit more of a positive spin on things because like it gets you everywhere like I mean just to change the subject for a second before we go I had um I was on Daily Mail my favourite vegan website and I think I sent you the link the guy Gareth Thomas who's like the first ever British um, uh, sportsman to come out as gay he was married to his childhood sweetheart and um, he came out as gay in 2009 and like he's just a burly yeah 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 from I think he's Welsh he's Welsh yeah yeah such a lovely guy and um, he then came out last week that he has HIV Saw that, yeah. So upsetting. Basically, he was um, threatened or whatever. Like, people were saying that they were going to out him. So he had to come out. He didn't want to come out with this news because of the stigma that surrounds HIV and everything. And, but now that he was forced to come out with, you know, his own personal information or whatever to publicly, he is going to, he's created it into this whole show. He's like putting, he wants to now be this face that you can still live a really healthy life with he's HIV. He's destigmatizing it. Totally. Yeah. Because he was, and he was only on this morning the other day saying, you know, the fear of him. He wasn't fearful because first of all, when he got the diagnosis, he was like, what the hell? What, how long have I got? All these things before he, you know, started to educate himself on it. But he was just fearful of, say, like, his brother not letting him hug his niece and things, Mm. thinking that he was infected, all these different things. So he now has put himself in that position to be the person to destigmatize it and to educate people. And I, even from him talking about it for those few short minutes, have been educated. He did, like, an Ironman competition the day after he came out saying that he was HIV positive, which that in itself is such creative genius, just to say, I am... HIV positive I'm putting myself Through this grueling Yeah um, Really really thing. One of the toughest things You can mm. do as an army So that life. for me Is such an example Of how like Life <clears throat> can throw you some Something so difficult And how you can It's your Responsibility How you Take it And how you change it And how you deal with it Yeah and like You know to end it on Some things Like some things that You know Obviously it's understandable to have that moment of frustration where we're all going, oh, there's so much shit closing down in Dublin. I understand that. And it's 
understandable to have that that small pocket of time to like grieve the loss be it the Bernard Shaw whatever it is but mm-hmm. then moving on from it support local club nights if you see if your friend is putting on a freaking weekly pub quiz go to it don't just I saw something the other day I think actually our friend Ash posted it and it was like supporting culture isn't just posting about it online it's actually taking part in it like culture night is on this Friday which is a huge mm. thing in Ireland where it's like all of Ireland's um, all of Dublin should I say uh the all galleries are open for free so like Atelier Mazer is open there's going to be free drinks yeah. there on Friday all of these amazing places in Dublin open their doors and you can go in and it's a like a big it's like an art pub crawl in Dublin which is like free and amazing. it's there at our disposal I think so what happened going to like- these things though do you know what I mean like it's like not just posting like going to that going to SIS there's Club Comfort as well they put on mm-hmm. a night going to those these new nights searching them out and you know actually taking part and if you, you see a gap in the market come up with your own thing and get your friends to go to create your own culture because you just have to be able to be proactive. I think what happened was on social media, we were trying, I think like there's been such a lack of community in Ireland Mm -hmm. and I think we tried to get that community and we faked community via Instagram. We were making all these connections with friends and like, you know, people that you'd never met but you've had this sense of community but it doesn't actually, it's not tangible. So that's where you do totally have to like, leave it from social media like just because you put out a post about Bernard Shaw or whatever and like how shit it is does not mean that that's done anything for a creative of Dublin but going out and posting like when we went to that cis night like we made sure to like take a load of pictures have so much fun and now it's on again we're gonna go again and like that's something that we want to invest in because it's like uh that's the culture that we love like the gay yeah. culture it's well, one of my adore. one of my favorite quotes is 50 percent of life is turning up and that's so true you have to turn up to these things like not just having ideas or posting or kind of doing stuff sh- from your room like a lot of it is going to the thing turning up to the event going to make friends like we always talk about making friends in your when you're older it's going out putting yourself out there so you know grieve uh, rightly so uh but also be proactive um, be, and be excited for what's next to come tuts. and just like totally put yourself out there and thankfully we live in a small city the more you put yourself out there you'll get now and you know what the best thing you can come to on final point to really get up the culture buy our last 30 tickets to our show show. (laughs) we have a night out we do have a night out so and we are creative two gals independent gals who are have our own podcast that we made so like and it's that should little, be inspiring yeah and by it's, itself. it's own little night as well it's a new type of night I will say so myself it's a new type of night it's like a comedy drinks dancing there's all sorts so but there's no gals nights in Dublin apart from our night from what I can see like it's mainly gals yeah so go buy tickets boyfriends but like please come to our show because that is a night that we want you to support and that is so much fun and um, we want to continue doing them so the only way we can do that is if you continue supporting us yeah, the whole sh- the whole chit chat wasn't actually a planned thing to promote our show but just ended up that way anyway oh my bye. god <laughs> bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.